Monday, February the 21st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, catch up. Biden and Putin to meet, quote, in principle, and China and Australia clash. First, the world in brief. Joe Biden agreed to meet with Vladimir Putin later this week to discuss a diplomatic solution to tensions over Ukraine, but only if Mr Putin does not invade Ukraine first. On that point, America remains sceptical. In a statement, the White House said that Russia appears to be preparing for a, quote, full-scale assault on Ukraine, quote, very soon. Quote, We are also ready to impose swift and severe consequences should Russia instead choose war, it continued. Australia demanded a, quote, full investigation into an incident in which a Chinese warship shone a laser at an Australian military plane. Both were within Australia's exclusive economic zone at the time. China has not yet offered any explanation. Tensions between the two countries have been heightened since Australia formed an Indo-Pacific alliance with America and Britain, a pact known as AUKUS. Credit Suisse denied any wrongdoing after a data leak exposed the accounts of more than 18,000 clients. The data was shared with a network of investigative journalists. Media outlets alleged that many of Swiss Bank's clients were involved in human rights abuses, money laundering and drug trafficking. Credit Suisse said these were, quote, tendentious interpretations of the bank's business conduct. Canadian police secured the downtown area of Ottawa, ending a three-week occupation of the capital. Trucks and other vehicles had been blockading the city centre as part of protests against COVID-19 restrictions. Nearly 200 arrests were made. Ottawa's police chief said his force was working to, quote, make sure nobody returns to occupy our streets again. There were joyous reunions at Sydney Airport as Australia reopened its borders after nearly two years. Fully vaccinated travellers can now enter the country without quarantining. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, said his government would reveal its, quote, living with Covid strategy on Monday, which would involve scrapping all Covid-related restrictions. Queen Elizabeth II tested positive for Covid. Officials at Buckingham Palace said she had, quote, mild cold-like symptoms. The Queen, who is 95, will continue with, quote, light duties. She celebrated her Platinum Jubilee, marking 70 years as monarch, on February 6th. The flame at the Beijing Winter Olympics was extinguished on Sunday. The International Olympic Committee president, Thomas Bach, said nearly 3,000 athletes who competed had served as examples of peace. Mr Buck stressed the, quote, unifying power of the Games and their, quote, spirit of solidarity. Italy will be the next to host in 2026. And fact of the day, 14%, the share of the world's animal species that China is home to. And now, here's today's agenda. Ukraine prepares for cyber war. 
With more than 150,000 Russian troops massed on its border, Ukraine faces the prospect of an imminent invasion. It is readying itself for war on another front, too. On January 14th, hackers targeting state databases warned, quote, be afraid and prepare for the worst. An attack on February 15th paralysed two big banks and the Defence Ministry's website. The risk is acute. Mobile and internet outages could create chaos ahead of an invasion. A communications blackout might be hard to achieve, as it would probably require a physical operation inside Ukraine. But Russia has other options. It could inflict power cuts or disrupt air traffic control, as it did between 2015 and 2017. Ukraine has improved its digital infrastructure. It is now excellent at detecting threats. And the rudimentary nature of its infrastructure is, in some cases, an advantage. But Russia is probably hiding its most advanced capabilities. It may yet hold a trump card. Trump's Media Ambitions Donald Trump's new media firm is due to launch a social networking platform, Truth Social, on Monday. The former American president has been banned from Facebook and Twitter since shortly after the Capitol riots in January 2021. A conservative-friendly space, quote, cancelling cancel culture, its website crows, Trump Media and Technology Group, plans to launch a streaming service and news network too. A war chest of $1.3 billion will help. But the firm has had an inauspicious start. Financial regulators are investigating its merger with a blank check company last year. Mr Trump may be too preoccupied with another probe to pay that much attention. Soon he will have to sit for a deposition by New York's Attorney General, as part of her inquiry into alleged fraud at his family's business. All told, it is proving an eventful post-presidency. The International Monetary Fund in a Bind The next 12 months will be pivotal for the IMF. Around the world, debt piles are growing fast. Rising interest rates across the rich world could push a number of big emerging markets into crisis. The debts of more than half of the world's low-income countries may now be unsustainable. The IMF faces severe constraints in its efforts to address such problems. The rise in debt owed to China complicates efforts to place countries on firmer financial footing. Indebted countries are wary of antagonising the lender, and China's leaders are divided about how lenient to be with overextended borrowers. The hardship caused by the pandemic means that the reforms the IMF might normally recommend, cuts to energy subsidies or overhauls of insolvent pension systems, for example, are a hard pill for governments to swallow. Rich countries could give more grant funding to poor countries and allow China more say within the IMF. But the sour geopolitical mood makes such cooperative steps increasingly unlikely. Fashion's coming slowdown? London Fashion Week kicked off on Friday, and the mood is as bright as the pastel-coloured dresses on its runways. 
both couture and high street fashion houses have reported sparkling results this year. Consumers, flush with cash after lengthy lockdowns, are on a shopping spree. Americans spent 3.8% more in January than they did the previous month. Sales at H&M, the world's second biggest fast fashion retailer, have returned to pre-pandemic levels. The firm wants to double them by 2030, while halving its carbon footprint. Ralph Lauren, a relatively upmarket American brand, is aiming for rapid growth too. It opened 40 new shops in the third quarter of 2021. These brands, and others that weathered lockdowns, have benefited from reduced competition as rivals went bust. But rising inflation, supply chain bottlenecks, sky-high shipping costs and worker shortages are likely to get worse. Buying sprees are unlikely to last. The industry may not be strutting its stuff for long. Making Myths in Silicon Valley PayPal, a digital payments firm, began with a merger of two other companies, Confinity, co-founded by Peter Thiel, a venture capitalist, and X.com, co-founded by Elon Musk, the boss of Tesla. Both companies allowed customers to transfer money via email. Initially rivals, they joined in 2000. A new book, published on February 22nd, examines a firm that has come to hold a unique place in Silicon Valley mythology. The Founders, by Jimmy Sunny, chronicles the firm's transformation from a scrappy startup to a profitable business. PayPal is no tech giant. It has a market capitalization of $120 billion, Amazon's is $1.6 trillion, and Apple's $2.7 trillion. But a startling number of its co-founders and senior employees have gone on to corporate greatness, earning themselves the nickname of the quote, PayPal Mafia. The book offers an engrossing glimpse of PayPal's early days, investigating what Mr. Sonny calls, quote, one of the most powerful and successful networks ever created. Daily Quiz Welcome to another round of our quiz. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give all five answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Monday. Which American burger chain was founded in 1969 by Dave Thomas? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Hubert de Givenchy who was born on February 20th, 1927. Life is like a book. One has to know when to turn the page. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, 
you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.